0: It's December 13th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Kotnor.
0: Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The G7 promised yesterday to meet Ukraine's urgent requirements after Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky appealed to the virtual G7 summit for modern tanks, artillery firepower, and long-range weapons against Russia's devastating invasion, according to Al Jazeera. He also urged the G7 to help Kyiv obtain an extra 2 billion cubic meters of natural gas in light of Ukraine's dire energy shortages as millions languish without power in sub-zero temperatures after further Russian air raids on critical infrastructure. Separately, European Union foreign ministers agreed on Monday to put another $2.1 billion into a fund used to pay for military support for Ukraine, after it was largely depleted during almost 10 months of war.
1: The BBC is reporting that the president of the European Parliament has warned that European democracy is under attack following allegations that Qatar bribed EU officials to win influence. Belgian police have arrested four people, among them European Parliament Vice President Eva Kaili. The four have been charged with corruption and money laundering. Belgian police seized cash worth about $632,000 in 16 searches in Brussels on Friday. Computers and mobile phones were also taken. Qatar has denied wrongdoing. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said the accusations were very serious and called for the creation of a new ethics body to oversee the bloc.
0: Indian and Chinese troops suffered minor injuries in a clash in the Tawang sector of India's Arunachal Pradesh state on December 9th, the Indian Army said yesterday. The first such incident since the deadly clash between the two neighbors in June 2020, according to Reuters. Both sides immediately disengaged from the area, the Indian Army said, adding that the incident was followed by its commander in the area holding a meeting with his Chinese counterpart to discuss the issue. The undemarcated 2,360-mile frontier between the Asian giants Has stayed largely peaceful since a war in 1962 before the clashes two years ago sent relations into a nosedive. The incident led to the death of 20 Indian soldiers while China suffered an undisclosed number of casualties. The two sides agreed to disengage from the disputed area along the Himalayan border in September this year. I just want to note that we have two rising powers that have nuclear weapons that have an unclear border with an increasing number of clashes. This remains an area where misunderstandings and mistakes could turn into major problems not only between India and China, but for the rest of the world.
1: Elsewhere, LeMond reports that disgraced cryptocurrency tycoon Sam Bankman Freed was arrested yesterday in the Bahamas at the request of the United States, according to U.S. officials seeking to charge him after the spectacular collapse of his FTX platform. The 30-year-old had in recent weeks defied legal advice and multiplied media appearances, offering his version of the company's sudden failure, usually by a video link from the Bahamas. Reeling from customer withdrawals in short some $8 billion FTX and some 100 related entities filed for bankruptcy protection on November 11th, inviting scrutiny from regulators, prosecutors, and furious clients who had believed the hype about cryptocurrency. Among the revelations, FTX is suspected of fraud for propping up Alameda with billions of dollars in customer funds that are now likely lost forever. Questions also linger over whether Mr. Beckman Fried engaged in market manipulation or illegally provided inside information to Alameda.
0: BTS's Jin posted a picture of himself yesterday with his hair cut short for mandatory military service training a day before he is to enlist. The Korean Jung Daily says that Jin posted a photo of his short hair on the fan community Weverse on Monday. He added the words, I look cuter than I thought I would, along with the photo. In accordance with the Military Service Act revised in 2020, the Minister of Culture, Sports, and Tourism of Korea recommended a postponement of Jin's enlistment, but Jin decided to cancel the postponement and enlist this year. In response to a fan's message on Weaver's last month asking if he was excited for his birthday next month, Jin replied in a comment that I was assigned to the front lines, which instantly became a hot topic. Jin will enlist in the Army Front Division Recruit Training Center today.
1: Deutsche Welle reports that the U.S. Department of the Treasury on Monday announced that it had issued new sanctions on four individuals and two entities in the African nation of Zimbabwe for corruption as well as enabling human rights abuses. The announcement comes one day before U.S. President Joe Biden welcomes African presidents to the White House for a U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit. The Treasury said the individuals and entities all had ties to businessman Kudawashi Taguiri who was sanctioned by the U.S. in 2020 for his support of Zimbabwe's leadership. Washington says Tagwiri has continually leveraged his pull with leadership to haul in massive state contracts and gain access to hard cash. He is accused of doling out lavish gifts, such as expensive cars, to curry favor with top Zimbabwean officials.
0: The AP is reporting that Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro yesterday announced his intention to fully open the border crossings with Colombia starting in the new year, a measure repeatedly postponed following the restoration of diplomatic and commercial ties between the South American neighbors. Relations between the countries were broken off in 2019, but Maduro has said the environment is conducive to improved ties with the election of Gustavo Petro as Colombia's first leftist president. The neighbors resumed diplomatic relations in September. Petro has recognized Maduro as the legitimate president of Venezuela. His predecessor, Ivan Duque, along with dozens of other countries, had said Maduro was returned to power in 2018 in fraudulent elections.
1: In lighter news from NPR, a six-year-old on a quest to keep a unicorn in her backyard figured she'd get the hard part out of the way first, getting permission from animal control. Dear LA County, it reads, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one. Please send me a letter in response. Director Marcia Maeda obliged a few weeks later writing back with good news. The department does in fact license unicorns, she said, under certain conditions. Confident that Madeline will meet the five requirements, Maeda also sent her a pre-approved unicorn license for her elusive future pet in the form of a certificate on pink paper with Curly Q script, as well as a heart-shaped tag engraved with the words permanent unicorn license. And because unicorns are indeed very rare to find, the department is also giving Madeline a plush unicorn, wearing the tag of course, to keep her company during her search as a token of its appreciation.
0: That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so the more people can find the show. If you have a tip topic or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Sam Denny of the Alexander von Humboldt Foundation about a foiled coup attempt in Germany. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources, and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.